Girlfriends, episode number 260, How to Make a Personal Prayer Space. Hello and welcome to Girlfriends. I'm Danielle Bean. I'm a wife and a mom, and I'm on a mission to help you know your worth as a woman so you can find peace, balance, and joy in family living. This week, we're talking about making a personal prayer space in your home. This is a topic I've been interested in and hearing questions from people about for years, so I can't wait to share some ideas with you. Let's go. Hey, girlfriends. Thanks for being here. So glad you are joining me for this newest episode of the Girlfriends Podcast. I'm always glad to connect with you here. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. So glad you're joining us. If you're a sometimes or long-time listener, also glad that you are here. You know I am so grateful for all the ways we're able to connect through the podcast, and you showing up is so very encouraging to me. So thank you for that. This week, we're talking about making a personal prayer space. Now, this is something that I've been interested in for years, but I haven't made great efforts in doing this myself until pretty recently. I would say like in the last year, I've done some some things in this regard. But do you have a space in your home that's devoted to personal prayer? If not, I hope this show is going to inspire you to do something in that regard, something toward working to making a personal prayer space in your own home. So let's talk about this. Like, why would we do this? And, you know, I don't want anybody to feel intimidated that I'm telling you, you have to like build a chapel inside your house. We're talking about something very small. I hope that what we share here will encourage you to make whatever small steps you can make toward doing this in your home if you haven't already. But, you know, in our homes, we have designated places for eating, for cooking, for sleeping, for bathing. Like, why not have a space that's set aside for prayer if it's important, right? So our homes are meant to be domestic churches, And that really means that they're meant to be little churches. And that doesn't mean you need to recreate a church in your home, but in whatever ways you can make your home more like a church, that's that's a wonderful thing to be able to do. And so this, though, I think this idea of having a personal prayer space is a little bit different from that. Of course, it's related. But um, this would be something that's very personalized to you that you would like to use for your own prayer time. And now a few episodes back when we were talking about preparing for Lent, I shared with you the example, the scripture passage, multiple scripture passages inside the Gospels where we read that Jesus went away to pray. Like he went away on his own, alone, early in the morning often, to pray to an isolated place. And so he sets this example for us. So let's let's follow that example. And one of the ways that we can increase the likelihood that we will follow that example is by putting some things in place, especially in our physical surroundings that are going to make it easier for us to do that, more likely for us to do that. Um, if you have everything planned out and a space to do it in ahead of time, you're it's easier to just step in and take that time for prayer. So it's kind of setting yourself up for success in your prayer life by intentionally creating a space for it. Also, wherever you make this prayer space in whatever way you make it, you're likely to see it throughout your day. And it'll be a reminder to pray. It can be a reminder to other family members to pray. Um, If you have holy objects that are a part of it, those are a reminder of holy thoughts and of the saints and of Jesus and Mary. So it's, it's helpful even in that way. So I'm going to just walk you through some some different steps and some different things to consider 
if you're thinking about setting up a personal prayer space in your home. And as we go through, I'll just share with you, um, you know, some of my own efforts inside of this in the past year or so and what those have looked like. So first, uh, pick a spot. Decide where it's going to be. If you live in a place that's temperate year-round, maybe you want to pick a spot outside. Um, Maybe you have a a nice little spot in the garden where you could put a bench or something like that. Or maybe uh, you have something like some a little trail nearby that you could make into a prayer space. I think I shared with you that this past summer, I I set up a a prayer space in, in the woods. So we live on 10 acres here in New Hampshire, and much of it is wooded. And um, so I set up a little a little space where I hung up these uh, tiles that had featured these artistic renderings of the mysteries of the rosary. So uh, just the the first original three um, sets, it didn't have the luminous mysteries. But I found these tiles on Etsy and they shipped from this woman who makes them in Italy. And I love them. They're, they're made for outdoors. So um, I went and cleared a, a little spot in the woods, like three different sections for each of the sets of mysteries and hung them on the trees out there and then hung some weatherproof rosaries, you know, the kind of corded kind on a nail on a tree. And then there's beautiful little prayer spot. I purposely picked, purposefully picked um, three different spots where there was they were near enough to each other. It was quiet there. And um, there was in, in a couple of the spaces like a large rock or a stump that you could sit on. So if you wanted to spend some time just quietly reflecting there, you could. So that took some effort setting it up. And it's still pretty rough out there. Like I'm going to do some more work after this winter time out there, I'm sure. But you know, that's an outdoor space, but I'm not going there right now. I mean, right now I'm sitting in my house and looking out the window and it is really snowing hard. So I don't think I want to be in that spot right now. But if you enjoy the outdoor weather, even if it's um, the type of outdoor weather that is freezing cold, maybe you do want an outdoor prayer space even in the wintertime. But anyway, you could consider that for at least part of the year or all year, depending on where you're living. Uh, But inside your house, if you're going to pick a spot inside your house, where would you pick? You could pick just a corner of your living room, uh, a corner of your bedroom, maybe in your garage, you know, like, where do you have space, even in a closet, you know, I've seen um, prayer closets is a thing. Did you know this? Do you if you follow Catherine Whitaker on Instagram, hers isn't a prayer space, but she goes into her closet to like, share Instagram stories and record videos. And um, it's like a private space (laughs) that she can retreat into. And um, yeah, so maybe, maybe even your closet or maybe in your, your family room or, you know, just consider a place like, think about the time of day where you will likely be praying there. And is it quiet there? Are you likely to be disrupted there? Is it a place where you could close the door and really enforce like, this is my prayer time? Um, Also, think about how you feel in that space. How might you arrange that space if you, like, say you pick a corner of the living room? How might you prepare it so that it's going to be a peaceful place for you? That would probably mean limiting the kinds of distractions there are there, thinking about what the lighting is like there. How can you make it a place of peace and um, not so much distraction in that spot? Maybe decluttering it, um, all of that. So think about those things as you're you're setting this up. And, and for me, um, I had sort of set up an impromptu prayer space. I used to have 
well, I still have this bench, but I don't sit there anymore. There's like a bench that's at the bottom of the stairs in our house. And I am generally the first one up around here. So I have a good while in the morning where it's it's quiet wherever I want to be. Um, so I used to make that my space. And then I kind of switched over to more of our, in our living area. And you know, I made sure that I I cleaned it up because what I found was it could be very distracting if you're like trying to pray and I would, this would be me trying to pray, trying to reflect on a scripture passage or something. And I'm just looking around like, oh, I need to like vacuum this rug or, oh, I need to dust this windowsill or whatever. Um, so maybe limiting those kinds of distractions as much as possible, um, wherever, whatever spot you're going to pick. And then in that spot, think about what you want for like seating there. Maybe it's going to be all focused on one particular chair where you'd like to sit. Uh, maybe it's on a corner of the couch. That right now I usually sit in a, a corner of a certain couch in our our living area, and it's you know it's the family room. But when I'm first one up in the morning, nobody bothers me there, and I can have it to myself. So I kind of have that spot reserved for that. So making sure it's kind of de- decluttered and cleaned up there. But maybe you want to even think about purchasing a, a kind of chair that you might use. You can also I did a little research for this. I don't have one of these, but you can purchase a kneeler. If you want to set up a prayer space where you're going to be kneeling on Catholic Company, I, I found several there, all different styles and all different options on them for, you know, anywhere between, like, I think the cheapest one was like $60 all the way up to like $200. You know, if that's something you're interested in doing, you could maybe make that kind of investment. And I, I know one couple who used to have two of those kneelers in their bedroom and they had like in front of the crucifix and it was really nice thing that would remind them to pray together as a couple. And I think they used it every day in that way. So maybe that's something you want to think about for your prayer space, but those kinds of options are available. But think about where you might like to sit and how you'll feel in that space. You don't want to be like in bed, right, falling asleep for your prayer time. Um, so you should be alert and upright but, you know, comfortable so that you can feel peaceful there. Then also, you know, you're probably going to use some different resources for your prayer time. So think about what those might be. What do you generally like to use? Maybe you subscribe to something like Magnificat or, you know, a daily reflection. Um, So think about where you can store those things and have them at the ready in that spot. So for me, in our living room space right now where I, I like to pray, I have, there's like this TV table that's like a pottery barn thing that has base on the top of it where you're supposed to set up your TV, but our TV is mounted on the wall. So it's just table space on the top. And then it's got drawers. And in one of the drawers is where I keep my, the whatever reading I'm doing. Now, so if you're doing a particular book for your your spiritual reflections or a book that's guiding you in prayer, you might keep that there. For me, I've shared with you that generally my my habit right now is I'm using the books by Father John Bartunek, The Better Part. They're called The Better Part, a Christ-centered resource for personal prayer. And it's really just daily reflections on gospels but not on the daily gospels it doesn't follow the you know the liturgical year it just walks you through the gospels so i've i finished luke and now i'm reading the book of john um John's gospel and just going through one section at a time and it just guides you through kind of a, a meditation and a reflection and so the book that I'm currently using I keep in that drawer I also keep my reading glasses in there so there's no excuse those are right there um you know think ahead about what things you will want but don't put like a million things in there okay whatever whatever space it is if you're going to maybe have them on a side table 
maybe one or two things that you're currently using. And, and you know, you can always switch them out, but you don't want to feel overwhelmed or cluttered. You know, like I've always got a stack of different books that I'm interested in using for prayer time or um, spiritual reading and that kind of thing. And But keep those in a separate place. Don't put those in what's going to be devoted to your prayer space because they will become a distraction and it's it's just clutter there. You Simplify it. Make it very easy to just, you know, open that drawer or look at that side table and there's what you need. You know, and maybe you're not using a book at all. Maybe you're using an app. I also like to use the Hallow app. I've mentioned that many times here. Also, I like to use the Pray As You Go app, which is great. Uh, I love that one, especially because it's the daily readings, but they just pick one of the daily readings and it might not be the gospel. Sometimes they'll pick the psalm. Sometimes they'll pick the first reading. Um, So it's kind of diverse in that way. And they always incorporate music in their reflections. And honestly, they're all less than 15 minutes and it kind of guides you through kind of a prayerful meditation. Anyway, if you like to use stuff like that, like keep your whatever you're going to use to listen. Like, of course, you'll have your phone, but I keep my um, my wireless earbuds that I like to use for that right there in that same drawer. So everything's all together in one space. Makes it a no brainer, especially if you're going to do this early in the morning. You know how if they're telling if you know for years people have said a tip for if you want to be regular about working out in the morning first thing, then you know lay your clothes out the night before, have your sneakers ready, have a plan like you're going to do this workout or whatever. The same applies to this. Same applies to your prayer practice. If you want to be regular about it, if you want to make this a habit, especially first thing in the morning, make it as easy as possible to get up and just do it. Clear that space out. Have it devoted to that. Be dedicated in that way so that you can just open the door or your things are right there on the table, right in the space where you're going to need them and protect that space. Don't let it get cluttered up with other things. All right. Then the next thing you want to consider are what holy images do you want there? And this can be a real help to your prayer practice. And it can be as simple as a holy card. You can start with that. Like, do you have a holy card or do you have a crucifix? You know, consider what you might want to put in that space and that would inspire you. So it might be an icon, it might be a painting, um, you might have a relic, or you might want to keep your rosary there. Uh, maybe you have a small statue of Our Lady or of the Holy Family. If you don't, this this is your little nudge to consider what might work for you in a space like that. What might be inspiring to you inside of your prayer life. For me, the way I have it set up, I've mentioned before that we've done an enthronement of the Sacred Heart of Jesus here at the house. So I have a space in the house that is dedicated to this image that I have um, of the Sacred Heart of Jesus that I love. And um, we have it set up in a, a spot that's in a place of honor, right? And I keep a little glass votive candle holder there and a, a couple of holy Uh, St. Michael candle, and I think Our Lady of Guadalupe candle is there. And so that space is very obviously set up as sort of a a holy sacred spot in the house. And I always loved the practice of praying for somebody in the morning and lighting a candle there and putting it in front of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, because it was like bringing that prayer to the Sacred Heart of Jesus, entrusting that person or that intention to the Sacred Heart of Jesus and just placing it inside his Sacred Heart. And then leaving that candle burning there was a nice way to remind myself as I went about my business after my prayer time, like, here's that prayer petition and a reminder to others that we're bringing our prayers to Jesus. So 
I was in the habit of doing that. But inside of this space that I was setting up inside of our family room, I decided that I wanted something along those lines as well. So I found these images of uh, the Immaculate Heart of Mary and the Sacred Heart of Jesus that I love. They're kind of unique. They're by an artist named Cameron Smith. You might be familiar with these. I've um, I've shared these on social media. If you're interested in checking them out, maybe I'll put, I will, I'll put a link in the show notes to um, where I purchased these. Um, there, This is, a, you know, a current artist who I think he lives in North Carolina. And um, he does, he does all kinds of art, but he does Catholic art as well. And uh, he's got some images of Our Lady of Guadalupe, but I just especially loved how unique and beautiful these images of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of Mary were. And so I purchased them and um, I got them on wood. The link I will share with you has multiple options. You can get it on canvas, you can get the print framed or whatever. Um, But whatever image you're going to use, you know, find a way to make it special, make it what you like, what inspires you. And anyway, so I got these images and I I had them... um, printed onto wood. So I have these like wood images and I prop them up in that space on on top of that table, which is underneath the television. Like I said, it's supposed to be a television uh, table, but um, I like it for this purpose. And uh, so I have those images propped up there and I just put one of those glass votive holders in front and I, I light a candle there. So that brings me to my next point. <laughs> Besides your your beautiful images that you might like to have, you might want to bring some candles into your prayer space. Candles are awesome. They are so good at inspiring calm, a sense of peace, a sense of reverence. So if you have a holy image and a candle, right there, you've created a prayer space. And so the way I have it set up is with those two images, and I will just light that candle in the morning when I'm going to have my prayer time, and it stays lit afterwards. Of course, they're the little votives that that burn out, but it just reminds you um, that this you know this is a, a sacred time and kind of sets that that space apart in that way. I'm kind of crazy about candles, so I think I shared this on a recent podcast that I. I purchased a lot of religious candles, the like, you know, the kinds you the tall pillar ones that will burn a long time at a dollar store. And I have a ton of them and I like to burn those near I have a statue of Mary in the house and of course that sacred heart image, but then also uh, I'll burn them in this space as well. Um, but just like those little votive candles that, you know, you can put them in a glass and they're they're beautiful and they 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 burn themselves out, which is kind of a nice safety feature since I like to light a a lot of them. And maybe if you like to light candles, but you're worried about forgetting them or that sort of thing, this could be a nice solution because they, they only burn for, you know, about four hours or so and they then they, they run out of wax. And so they put themselves out. Nice, safe way to do that. But, you know, if you like candles, that's a great way to kind of inspire your own prayer life is um, having candles inside of that space that you're going to set aside for prayer. So look for ways that you can incorporate candles. The other nice thing about candles is they could be scented. And don't forget that to use all of your senses in whatever space you're going to set up for prayer inside of your home. Using the, the sense of smell is a nice way to do that. What, what's going to bring peace into that space? What's going to make it feel special and set apart? There are some beautiful candles out there that smell like even, you know, smell like incense or 
smell like uh, holy chrism. Those are great. I've had several of those through the years, but maybe there's just another like lavender or, you know, or cinnamon or some other smell that you like that's going to be pleasant for you that can set that time apart for you. Um, So definitely look for ways to do that. The other thing you might want to put inside of your prayer space is holy water. I've shared with this, uh, shared with you about this in previous shows that I have this little container of holy water. In fact, right here where I'm recording, I have one right here. It's in this is sort of my workspace. So I'm inside of um, this is like a spare bedroom that we have, and Dan has renovated this room very recently. So it's very nice in here. It's all it's all cozy and nice for like um, when our big kids come home to be able to stay here, but. During the times when nobody's staying here, I kind of use it as an office space. It's got a desk and I actually have candles lit here and my holy water is here. But you might like to have that. You might like to begin your prayer time by blessing yourself with holy water. It's a sacramental and that's a a great way to, you know, set that time apart and, you know, incorporate that sacramental of holy water inside of your daily prayer time. That might be something you want to consider. If you don't have a container for holy water or you're not sure about how to get it, you can get it at your parish. Or if you know a priest or you want to stop after Mass and ask a priest to just bless water for you, that's allowed. You can do that. Um, so I'll, I'll put that link in the show notes. I'm making a note to myself right now um, for that that little container, which is so simple. I think I bought it on Amazon. Um, but just having it makes it doable to have holy water around the house. Um, all right. The next thing you might want to consider about your, your prayer space is, do you want to incorporate music? I already mentioned having the earbuds at the ready. So uh, that's one way that you can do that. Or you might like to keep a speaker in your your prayer space or um, whatever way you like to listen to music. If it's on your computer, then have a way to set that up easily, have a place to put it. Um, but think about that. That's another one of your senses, this, your, your sense of sound that you can incorporate inside of your little prayer experience that you're going to create in your home. All right. So those are my thoughts about different things to consider and some ideas to share about how to set up a prayer space, a personal prayer space in your home. I hope it's encouraging you to consider doing that if it's not something you've previously done. And like I said, it can be as simple as take a holy card and prop it up in a place where you can sit and pray and let it grow from there. My experience with this has been ongoing and I'm open to always changing where my space is going to be. I'm already looking forward to the springtime when maybe I can be outdoors. You know, I did some outdoor kind of prayer time in the morning this past summer on the our pool deck, which is a beautiful spot to just sit and pray, especially early in the morning. You know, you might have different places at different times of the year, but start wherever you are and look for a way to dedicate a part of your space, your personal space to daily prayer and look for the ways that God is going to bless that. And speaking of blessing, that's a bonus. Once you've set up your prayer space, if you can get it blessed, that's a great idea. You know, if you get, I know COVID restrictions, blah, 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 maybe you can't have a priest over right now, but if ever you can have a priest come and bless your home, it's really a wonderful thing to do. We had that done as part of when we did that enthronement of the Sacred Heart. It is part of that kind of um, that ritual and the prayer process of enthroning the Sacred Heart. So we had our our priest friend come and do that, and he did bless the house then. But 
anytime that you have a priest to the house, ask him to bless your house. Or if you aren't able to do that, then, you know, bring blessed objects into your prayer space. So I hope some of this has encouraged or inspired you. If you have a prayer space already, or if you're working on one, send me photos. Let me know what it looks like. I'd love to get inspired by what you're doing in your home. You can email me, danielle at daniellebean.com. I'd love to hear from you. All right, coming up, we've got a listener question on keeping up with fitness, but first a quick break. I'm Danielle Bean, and you're listening to The Girlfriends Podcast. Nestled under the warm Florida sun is a university whose name indicates a vocational call. Ave Maria, which is Latin for Hail Mary, recalls the angel Gabriel's announcement to Mary of her future vocation, becoming the mother of God. Enriched by God's grace, Mary freely assents to this call. This is the model for all students. Come to Ave Maria University, where we offer a liberal arts curriculum buoyed by the sacraments. This empowers you to clearly see your vocational call, whatever that call might be. Ave Maria University, your vocation location. Visit AveMaria.edu or call 1-833-AMUSWFL. Okay, welcome back. Now we're at the point in the show where I like to share some listener feedback or listener questions with you. And this week I'm sharing a question that I got from Lori. Lori says, Dear Danielle, thank you for your recent fitness check-in. I am a sometimes runner and I need the regular reminders to stay focused on my personal fitness. My question is, how do you stay motivated through the winter? It's pretty cold and icy here in North Dakota and I dread running on the treadmill. Do you have any ideas for me? Thanks for always keeping me company on my long commutes, Lori. Okay. Thank you, Lori. I appreciate that. And um, I'm right there with you, cold and icy. I don't know exactly what it's like in North Dakota right now, but plenty cold, plenty icy here in New Hampshire. Okay. So how do you stay motivated through the winter? I think I've, I've heard and answered this question in different formats multiple times, probably in the last few months. This is something that gets on our minds this time of year, especially for people who want to be focused on fitness, want to be focused on staying active. It's just a really challenging thing to do, especially when you can't get outside. Um, and then, you know, we've had questions from listeners about struggling to do it with little kids as well. So, or you don't mention if you have kids as part of that mix. But anyway, along the lines of motivating through the winter, I'm going to tell you, you said you dread the treadmill, then don't do it. Don't do that. It doesn't have to be running. Um, you know, maybe you usually enjoy running, but you don't apparently enjoy running indoors. So maybe that doesn't have to be it, or at least mix it up. Um, you know, maybe sometimes you're going to run on the treadmill, but mix it up. This is what I've been doing. And, you know, I do change what I'm doing depending on whether or not I can get outside. And I've shared about my beloved Peloton app. Do you think they'll ever become sponsors of the Girlfriends podcast. They should. They're not officially a sponsor, but I just, I I talk about them all the time because I, I love this app. I think it's so flexible and that's what makes it really doable for me, having a flexible app. So those of you who aren't familiar, you do not need to own a pe Peloton piece of equipment to use the Peloton app. That's the big thing. Um, you may think that when you first see it, but no, you don't have to buy that really expensive bike. You don't have to buy the really expensive treadmill to be able to use it. The Peloton app has so many workouts on it that you can get on demand for use on the treadmill, for use on an exercise bike, for 
strength training workouts. They've got all kinds of stretching and yoga and meditation. I haven't done any of that. Um, I don't really need it for that, but more like the physical stuff. They've got everything on there. And so I like to mix it up with that. And Dan recently bought an exercise bike, which we haven't previously had a piece of equipment like that. So I've been experimenting with that. Let me tell you, you think you dread the treadmill? I hate the exercise bike. I don't like that at all. But I do it at least once a week. I'll do one of the the Peloton workouts on there. I'm still at the beginner stage. This is very humbling for me because, you know, I can do some of the more advanced workouts with running or strength training. But when it comes to that exercise bike, let me tell you, I am stuck in beginner stage. And that is so challenging for me. (laughs) It's so hard. And but that's part of why I like to mix it up. Because uh, the challenge, I think, is good for me, and it at least keeps my brain active if I'm, I'm trying something that's difficult, um, kind of sets up that challenge. But I'm not doing that every day. If I was, like, forcing myself to, like, five days a week use the exercise bike, I would just throw it all out the window because I would hate it. I would really dread that time. But mixing it up, you know, so what, what I currently do, in case you're interested, in case this helps to give you an idea, Lori, is I'll use that app. Most days I'm using the app for my workout. Um, I'll do a treadmill workout, which is running, or um, then the next day I'll do a strength training workout, and then I'll do the bike workout and then go back, you know, just kind of rotate through those. And I'm not using it every single day. I probably average about five days a week um, doing that. But what I love about the Peloton app is that you can pick your workout, you can filter it, like what level uh, difficulty you want, which instructor you want, perhaps, um, the the length of workout that you want. So you can even do one that's just 20 minutes. Um, I generally will aim for 30 minutes, but if I'm feeling pressed for time, I'll, I'll do one of those 20 minute ones and at least you're getting it in. Um, so, you know, you kind of got to be flexible about these things. It doesn't have to look a certain way. It doesn't have to be running, even though you you say you 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 know you more identify as a runner. Um, but until you can get outside, you know, and I get it because just the other day I went to a basketball game that my son was in, and I was watching the boys running and getting out of breath, and I had this thought of running outdoors, and it was just like a dream to me. Like, oh, I really really just longing to be able to do that, how free it will feel when I can do that again. Um, so really looking forward to the springtime and getting out to do that. But in the meantime, we, we can just be flexible in this way and mix it up just so that you don't get sick of it. Um, then also you might consider, Lori, getting a friend to check in with you. Maybe you can't have a friend that works out with you, but maybe one who's also interested in being accountable for fitness and check in with her once a day, just texting or once a week or whatever works for you. Work out a schedule for checking in with somebody. Then also, I would encourage you to just pair it with something fun like maybe you really like listening to uh, the girlfriend's podcast and you only listen to it then, or maybe there's another podcast you enjoy, or um, maybe there's music you particularly enjoy and you're only going to listen to it when you are working out or watching a TV show that's a guilty pleasure for you, or you know, think about what motivates you and what might motivate you in that way. Or uh, maybe track the number of days that you work out and once you've done like 25 days, then you allow yourself to like buy a sweatshirt or whatever piece of workout clothing you might like, or if that's what motivates you. Thinking along those lines, how can you reward yourself? How can you pair working out, which you don't 
so much want to do with something that you do want to do. And then finally, I would just say, relax about it. It's winter. You're in North Dakota. (laughs) Do I have to say anything else about that? It doesn't have to look a certain way. And, you know, so one one thing that I recently experienced, so I've been wearing a Fitbit. I got this um, a couple of months ago. And uh, hot tip for people, look into your health insurance coverage for fitness trackers, because I found out that mine would reimburse me up to $150 for buying a fitness tracker. Some of them have changed their rules about that. Like they usually would reimburse you for gym memberships, but because of COVID, they're being more creative about what they'll reimburse you for. And so that happened with mine. And when I heard that, I was like, oh my gosh, I I can get one. So I went online, I found one, um, I got a Fitbit Versa that I love. It's $170. And so I got reimbursed 150. So for $20, I got this and I could have gotten a cheaper one that would have been free. Anyway, all of that to say, it's, it's a fun way to kind of track your activity. And maybe that will help motivate you. Just knowing, like keeping track of your your steps and all of that, I think is is really helpful. But one thing that it really helped me to see was there was one day when we were having people over and I was making a lot of food and it was just busy cleaning, cooking, you know, laundry, making up beds and all of that. And this was, you know, shortly after the holidays. And so for sure, I didn't have time, my regular time for working out that day. But by the end of the day, I was at 20,000 steps. So very active day. And uh, so I don't have to feel bad about that. Activity can look like lots of different things. So maybe just kind of relax what your definition is of kind of quote unquote working out as much as it's important to be focused on it in that way. Sometimes in some days, it's going to look different from that. And that can actually be a very healthy thing. It can be a healthy way of just sort of opening your mind to different ways that you can just remain active throughout your days, which is, you know, what studies tell us is most important, not necessarily that you're, you know, spending 20 minutes focused on running on a treadmill, as good as that can be for you, but that you're remaining active throughout your day. You know, uh, back when I very first ever was tracking my steps years ago, I kind of did it for hardcore for a little while there. Um, I noticed that even though I was an avid runner then, like I would, you know, get up in the morning and run like six to eight miles or whatever. That's pretty active. But then I found out that the rest of the day I would be sitting (laughs) like I was working on my laptop or whatever, sitting, 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 sitting for hours and hours and hours. Not healthy. You need to remain active throughout your day. So anyway, just kind of open up your mind a little bit to what that might look like for you. I hope some of that's helpful, Lori. If anyone else has advice that you want to share with Lori with regard to staying motivated for fitness throughout the winter months, I'd love to hear from you. I would love to share it on a future show. Email me, Danielle at DanielleBean.com or record a voice memo. I'd love to have your voice here on the show. I get sick of listening to myself. Let's get some other voices on here. You can record a voice memo on your phone and send it to me, danielle at daniellebean.com, or connect with me on Voxer and send me a message that way. All right, that's it. That's all the time we have for today, but I want to thank you for being here. Your presence truly is a gift to me. I'm so grateful that we are able to connect here. I'm grateful for your presence and your participation right here inside of the podcast in the Girlfriends community. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for that. And until next time, I hope you enjoy your day and God bless your week. Girlfriends is a collaboration between daniellebean.com and Ascension, the leader in Catholic faith formation. 